Welcome to Raw Recovery, a Trudging Together podcast. My name is Dion Miller, and I will be your host today. Welcome back to another episode of Raw Recovery. I'm very excited to have a, uh, it's not, I'm always searching for males. <laughs> for some reason, it's easy to get females on to tell their stories, but it seems to be harder for males for some reason. I think it has to do with emotional sobriety. Right, so I just love it when I come across friends that are a lot like me, that are willing. Um, uh, I love having males on that are willing to share their feelings like I do. And today I'm gonna I, I'm gonna introduce you uh, a friend of mine. His name is Johnny, and I um, I know him um, from some certain groups around. But we've gotten to know each other really, really well. I don't know his story. I know a little bit about him, but just enough to be able to do this portion right. So, Johnny, thank you very much for taking your time to come on today. Hey, <laughs> thank you, Dion. I appreciate that. <laughs> it's good to have you. Welcome. Yeah. So, we all know what kind of happens from here. Uh, this is not about Dion at all. So, I'm gonna re I'm gonna go ahead and release control here, and I'm gonna go ahead and give it on over to Johnny. Johnny, it's your show. Welcome to Raw Recovery. Hey, hi, <laughs> hi. <laughs> Yeah, I guess uh, I'll start with, uh, I guess, where it started. Um, okay. Where the the whole thing. Um, so, sure. Um, I, go, I just launched into it. So I had a pretty traumatic childhood. Um, okay. When I was four. Um, and, uh, so both my parents were alcoholics. Um, All right. I, was, I think I was lucky they weren't um, drug addicts. Okay. Yeah. You, you always got to be positive. Uh, but uh, kind of what happened uh, when I was four, my mom uh, ran a red light with my brother and I in it. So we almost, we both almost died in a car wreck. So wow. I had like, a big scar on the back of my head. My brother okay. was bleeding. It was this whole thing. Um, so that caused uh, us trauma to begin with. And um, oh, okay. I should, I, I forgot. <laughs> I'm an identical twin as well. So I have. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. Um, I have a I have a twin brother uh, who I you know I was share. you the one in the car? Uh, we were both in the car. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He so, was yeah. the other one. And yeah. I presume he's, he's okay, right? Yeah, he's all right. Yeah. Okay. People are wondering that. that. <laughs> you can tell us apart. He's got all these scars on his neck. Oh man. Yeah. So he can't grow any hair here, and there's like a scar on his face. Um, so we're not super identical because <laughs> of that. Not anymore. Yeah, not anymore. Uh, but yeah, so we, uh, he doesn't remember it. Uh, I do. He had, uh, it was, uh, yeah, there's a lot of blood. Um, I always remember the, I had a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle shirt I really liked and I couldn't, Ooh. they had to cut it out. You know how they have to cut the stuff yeah. off. Like, no, not my shirt. Yeah. <laughs> As oh, a man. Um, Lost your favorite shirt. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was uh, pretty bad. And, um, yeah, so that uh, traumatized us, and then our, our uh, father was uh, abusive while we were young. He uh, okay, 
he used to hit us and stuff. Uh, and my mom finally, like, and usually it was like, uh, I think I look, looking back, it was, he was probably drinking when he did it, but my mom yeah. made a, she made it. She was like, look, if you ever do that again, I'm calling the cops. And this yeah. like, so I'm happy. My mom drew the line there. Um, yeah. Protected you. And yeah, yeah. as your parents, it's your parents job to protect you. Yeah. So it was nice. Uh, I've heard it do that. uh, and, uh, so we, uh, that was like, you know, youth, I guess, uh, that was, you know, we kind of grew up, it was a little embattled. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, I was a kid that just broke his bones all the time and everything. Right. <laughs> One of those guys. So you were an adventurous kid falling and out of just, trees. And yeah. Oh yeah. I, yeah. Uh, what was it? Yeah. I've broken my arm three, no, twice, only twice. Okay. Uh, and then, <laughs> uh, a lot of concussions. <laughs> I played football and, uh uh basketball skateboarded all that stuff. Okay. yeah i had a lot of concussions uh <laughs> a lot of forgetful days uh <laughs> so uh we uh we also had a uh, when i was young uh one of my best my best friend uh and then eventually we we uh we moved uh together uh to denver okay and uh he uh when we were in fourth grade he was sitting next to my brother in class and uh he suddenly started having strokes they didn't know exactly what happened but he couldn't write yeah he wow. has a rare brain disease called uh moya moya okay and he uh basically it's like the blood vessels on her brain uh aren't correct um, okay so then it uh clots get in there and it causes yeah. um so he had suddenly had uh i forget the exact number of strokes but he lost everything like you for a minute or for a little bit he didn't know how to like walk or read again yeah relearn everything uh and it actually all came back amazingly okay. um and kind of how it relates to recovery um is he uh so when we when he came back like of course we're still best friends and they started prescribing him like painkillers and stuff ah all of uh you know like because he would have these migraines and they get yeah. adhd here's the adderall kid you know ah um, okay so i already was a rebellion you know we would always rebel together me and him well yeah you were already you can usually tell the rebellious ones because they break a lot of bones and have concussions mm. <laughs> yeah so we we uh, we were like in talented and gifted which was like the smart kid classes and we yeah could, because we were like, oh, we don't want to do that. Um, eventually, they forced me back into those classes. They're like, you can't be. They're like, you're not challenging yourself. You're clearly like not. A, you need something. And I was like, okay. So then I, I went back into those classes okay. in high school. But well, I was still in them in uh, middle school too. But sure. we we kept trying to quit and I don't know, be rebellious. It was just <laughs> looking back. That's alcoholic like, behavior for you. Yeah, right there. Weird. <laughs> you're like what are you doing just okay. what are you talking about i don't want to be you're like I, I don't want to do that because you want me to exactly okay. yeah. <laughs> what does that do anarchy man yeah oh yeah i had like an ozzy osbourne sweatshirt and yeah like bob marley with a gun sweatshirt right bob uh, marley with guns <laughs> well yeah uh, so yeah we uh we would sneak around and um his mom was uh was an alcoholic okay um, and we used to she used to have a lot of liquor yeah in her 
like in her little bar area. Um, cause my parents, I was too scared of my dad to, yeah. uh, try to sell alcohol. Oh, if he found him. you, he would have beat you to a bloody pulp. Uh, yeah. If we were, and he would know right away. So yeah. we'd go over for sleep. I mean, he knew when he picked me up from the sleepovers, he's like, well, what the hell were you doing on that? Yeah. Why are you so fucking tired? <laughs> Why are you so, he like, I was like, it's good. We were up late playing video games. Yeah. But it was just funny that he was like, why the fuck are you so tired? And he like knew right away. I was yeah. like, I knew. Uh, as a kid, you don't think your parents know, but they, they knew. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, we used to sneak. Uh, I remember our first drink, we tried to drink a beer. And okay. It was gross. We're like, man, this shit tastes like it's horrible. Um, yeah. And so what we did was we took, uh, it was Diet Coke and vodka. We would just mixed together oh. in the, this little red cup. Yeah. And we we drank that, um, and I feel like we felt it uh, pretty quick. We were in seventh grade, yeah. Um, and we both didn't like the feeling. No? I remember that? Wow. Like, okay. Yeah, surprising. Uh, what we did like was getting high, so uh, we, we were get weed from these kids, yeah. um, and we would sneak off onto this little hillside and get high, um, and that was the jam for a while. Like. Yeah. Uh, my friends and I, we were always getting stoned, like all the chances we could get. Um, and it was like back when weed wasn't so strong then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was, yeah. it was kind of. It was back when yeah, we had but, uh, what do we call it? Uh, swag. Yeah. Oh, I love swag. You just kind of felt dumb. Yeah. Like you didn't think, and that was the big thing. Was I was always overthinking, yeah. <laughs> and I was in my head, beating myself up, or overthinking situations. And it was nice to smoke swag and just be like, uh. <laughs> Um, which I guess love later alcohol would do for me. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, uh, I did that for a while. Um, and then, uh, in high school, um, uh, a lot of the friend, I, I, I had a lot of friends. I mean, okay. I still do. Um, so in high school, I never really went to parties. Um, but I did like smoke weed um a lot of my friends were well you didn't go to parties because you were at home smoking weed <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, we'd, watching, we'd, watch, we'd watch like adam sandler or we'd watch really bad movies not adam yeah. sandler we just watched shitty movies yeah. and laugh off and it was so like honestly it was so much fun like it just <laughs> you could make a whole night of it we had like these two shitty tvs yeah and we would have one hooked up to the N64, and we would have the other just like what, like playing some bad horror movie, yeah. brutally. Like we would, we would go to the video stores, going out of sale, out of business, and get all the videos for sale. Yeah. You know, like these <laughs> dollar, and you just clean up, and it was anything. We're like I don't, I don't even care what the yeah. movie's about, and we would get stoned and watch that, play N64, um, and just laugh our asses off. Yeah. Um, and of course, eventually, though, the drugs, you start trying new stuff. You know? uh, yeah, because like, you start to build a tolerance and yeah. it's not as fun anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, we eventually went to uh, I, some of my friends. Um, so they they started selling more weed and we were like, OK. And, and the selling weed part, who I associated with, I was a really great basketball player. Good. I was okay. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't great. I mean, I was anyway. My brother and I, because we uh, hung out with the drug dealers, they didn't let us on the team. They just flat out told my brother that. Yeah. I was like, all right. Like shit. Like we're not gonna make. You know, they're like, we don't. And I also, I was like, man, 
like the son knew who was on the team. I was like, that kid's a snitch. Yep. <laughs> that kid's a, I was like, just let us like we're good. And the basketball team uh, went zero and twenty eight that year. Oh. I thought I was like, well, well, of course, if you don't you let, you the let us on the team, yeah, you didn't let the weed smokers on the team. Of course, they're gonna suck. Um, so we, uh, yeah, we uh, ended up, uh, but our friends, when they started selling more um, dr- drugs, of course, the people they were buying from was like, hey, uh, we got opium um, here. Like, you could sell that uh, at this school. And so they ended up, they, they were like, it was just heroin. I mean, it's just black dog yeah. heroin. They, 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 they were called, somehow they rebranded it as opium. Yeah. Same shit. Oh, kids. Okay. Now it yeah. was heroin. Yeah, I tricked kids. So then all these kids started doing heroin at my school. Um, and quickly, uh, two of my best friends got arrested. Yeah. Uh, they got busted. This kid was an idiot. He was doing cold calls to sell drugs. I don't know. I, it was <laughs> like, God. like he was like a fucking. It was like, like look at, I was like, I, I didn't know that's how he got caught until I was like, he's calling 30. people's houses, fucking. Yeah, my friend. He was yeah, like, he's he's like your you daughter know home. I'd like to pictures of drugs. Yeah, I was like, I never knew how he got caught. Oh. And I was like. Well, I just never asked. Yeah, caller ID is how he got caught. Like he was, I was like, he was doing cold call. It's <laughs> like, yeah, bro. He's like, that's the dumbest shit. I was like, that kid's. That's idiot. a good reason to stop smoking weed. Oh yeah, yeah. And then so he he got caught. It was for heroin, actually. When he, they got caught, heroin, uh, weed. They had weed, heroin on. Yeah. Uh, surprisingly, cocaine wasn't like a thing at my uh, school. Or, uh, but uh, so that was our senior year. They all got um, yep. busted, and then um, I had a friend uh, involved with all of us. He died in a car wreck. Okay, uh, and it was set. So, kind of this triggers more events where he, uh, they were all drinking. They were going down to um, the corner store to get cigarettes. Uh-huh. Um, you know that's what you do, uh, and. Uh, they ended up getting, he ended up dying and getting impaled on a tree and the, his best friend was behind him. Yeah. You know, they saw the, that scarred him. Um, and sadly, and we were all friends since we were in, uh, in preschool. Yeah. So we were, uh, sandbox best buddies and he died on the tree. And then, um, our, his best friend, one of my friends, uh, ended up uh, killing himself by suicide by cop. Yeah. Uh, when we were in college wow uh so it just kind of and that all triggered and uh another yeah it it started like yeah right there at the end of high school everyone started just yep. dropping off so, like it was uh i had another friend die on his motorcycle uh driving home from a party yeah uh, so there's all these signs that like maybe i shouldn't uh keep drinking or keep you know doing what i was doing but at the time i was just smoking a lot of weed yeah and going to school and stuff and i was like i'm i'm fine and um, my experience with alcohol was pretty tame where I would do, you know, I, I, I used to, it was 2008. So, uh, uh, financial crisis just hit, okay. nobody was hiring. So I was like, I need, like, I need to pay <laughs> my brother. And I were like, we need money for weed. Yeah. We need money for so weed. We're like, we will do any job. We're like we will do any job. And so we started cleaning up dead mice at this, uh, this, uh, facility, this like rink, this ice rink and okay. soccer rink. And when we did that, um, 
we had like we started rolling up this turf and they were like you're hard workers like we like it and we would just drink after that yeah um friend that gave us a job he was 27 and so he would just buy the beers and we would just eat mcdonald's after we did this yeah. like hard work you know just like busting ass and then you just you know like drink a beer do, right yeah like adults do i was like okay this is cool um and then i had some experiences um like it, it's uh i remember what i uh anytime i like like i started getting alcohol from my friend's sister to like drink with my girlfriend at the time okay. and both of them would just get like way too drunk yeah and that was like kind of my experience so then it was like i would do that and i remember it wouldn't be like super fun like i would drink and it would just be like I kind of would just like get sloppy yeah. and I remember she would cry and I was like, <laughs> like the, the match of it was yeah. bad. Like, um, looking back, I'm like, what was fun about that? I guess it's because we had sex. That was the fun part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get drunk and have sex. But, um, yeah. And, uh, oh yeah. Yeah. And then like, yeah, I lost my virginity. Um, and I was drinking and, uh, with her and, uh, I remember, yeah, because then I couldn't get it up like all uh, the way, so it was just awkward. It, yeah. it was just like it just you know we call that alcohol. Uh, sorry, listeners, we call that whiskey dick. Yeah, it just makes it. It's a, not a match made in heaven. It's not. There's like blood flow <laughs> problem, <laughs> and you're just like I should, you know, and then yeah, I should know dead too. Yeah, there's so many bright yellow wall. Um, and so uh, we uh. Yeah, there's, and I remember I was, uh, we were at a party drinking one time mm-hmm. and I like, uh, we we're all drinking and I like my friend, I walk, you know, I walk in and she, she was, uh, giving my friend oral sex. She was like, you know, all these bad experiences yeah. around drinking. And, um, I just, you know, generally I would just beat myself up and forgive or whatever. Like sure. anytime these ha- things happen, but these are things that attach to us. This is. Yeah. These are the things that we talk about in the big book where we seek sorted places for companionship. Yeah. And, uh, it was, what's interesting is then I, um, as this was all, you know, I was going to college uh-huh. and then my friend moved to Denver and he, his heroin problem got real bad okay. and then he, he got off heroin. Yay. Um, yeah. So yeah, he's good now. Oh, really? Yeah, down the road. I think both of us thought we were going to be dead before twenty seven. Oh, we all had. We were all going to be dead by twenty seven. That's yeah. Oh, yeah. we're gonna. And then when you hit twenty seven, it's thirty. Then it's thirty five. Yeah. yeah. So then um, he. Uh, yeah, I remember one time I came up. Uh, I came to Denver. I was like knocking on his window. I was like, I know you're in there, dude. Like, because he had these candles lit yeah. in his apartment. I wasn't answering. And he told me um, later, he was like, I was there. I was just ashamed because I was just doing hair. Uh, yeah. But he's like, I didn't answer the call. Yeah. Um, so then, uh, yeah, we, um, but yeah, so I ended up moving to him with him. And then my two friends, I used to sell drugs in high school, okay. but they had stopped. Um, I moved in with them to Denver. I had like $32 to my name. Uh-huh. And I just had a bag of clothes and I was like, let's make this happen. Yep. And I did. Um, I started working at a coffee shop at the time, uh, got back into school, and then I met this uh, woman and she was really put together. Okay. Uh, so she, 
uh, had graduated from, uh, like uh, she would have graduated from an Ivy league school, okay. um, was like from, uh, like put together family. I just like, and so then I didn't like do drugs or drink around her. Like there, the temptation wasn't there. Like huh. part of it was, that I was like, you know, I could lose this person yeah. if I pull this shit and I don't have time. And then I was working full time at school full time yeah. and I didn't really have time. And there'd be occasions, and I remember she called it on that. And we dated like three years. Um, she was like, "Hey, like, um, do you think you're uh, alcoholic? Because I would get like on my day off, and I had like nothing to do. Yeah. I would just get a bottle of whiskey and get drunk. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's fun. And she's like, you know, you think you're an alcoholic? Because that's a that's kind of bad behavior. She's like, you know, like AA might be good for you. I remember her saying that. <laughs> And then when I finally joined AA, it was like, <laughs> what? Well, how did she like, know? Wait, did she have a family member that she'd been to you know, before? She obviously knew back, something you didn't I know. I, looking back, I don't know. Because, yeah. uh, like, her family didn't have, they were, like, they had some wine drinkers in there that were, but, like, never, it was only on the week. You know, like, yeah. it was that more traditional drinker sure. stuff, like, the regular people right. you know you're the kind like, that oh, drink like half a glass of wine yeah and, and they'll care. leave it yeah. they won't just chug it chug it at the end because they don't want to waste it right you know? like, <laughs> like you can't waste that bog glass we of call wine. that alcohol abuse yeah and so yeah i was like yeah she called it on that which was interesting uh -huh. um and but during that time too my, one of my friends that sold um heroin in high school he's like one of my closest friends he's like a Free spirit, yeah. like musician, great guy. He overdosed on uh, heroin, um, and at that time, and then uh, that my girlfriend at the time, her mom, uh, then got she got had a glioblastoma, brain cancer, and then she died, and then my grandma died. So like it was oh, just this story. That was not that was not an easy year for Johnny. Yeah. So um, during that time, so then we broke up. Uh, she was like. She's like, honestly, she's like, I can't, I don't feel anything right now because my mom just died. Yeah. Like, understand, like, when people's mothers die, it's like their whole world and their emotion. Yeah, I'm not looking it, forward to it. Yeah. So she was like, like, I can't feel anything. Like, I'm, I, I gotta do this for, I don't, I don't have time for someone else, to be honest. She's Being like, honest. It seems like you, yeah. And I and I was just an overly emotional person, so like yeah, I she, understand I that. Time, <laughs> she's like, I'll just be real. I don't have time for your emotions. Like, yeah, um, it was honestly the best breakup I've ever had because she like we like sat down for like two three hours yeah. and she like laid out and I was like, yeah. Just, so whatever I you know Man, like after she was breakup, emotionally what? healthy. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, she was in therapy. She got me in therapy too. Good for her. Um, yeah, I was like, this is yeah, just a good person. Um, so then uh, I was like, uh, anytime I would think back, I was like, well, what if, you know, like the what ifs? I was like, no, no, she explained that. And it would like be like, oh, yeah, no, yeah, no, that makes sense. It checks out. Yeah, I wouldn't deal with my shit either. She's right. <laughs> like, it was like a lot easier uh, to just let, you know, be able to let go. Yeah, that it was. To let I mean, no, yeah, yeah, not easy. So then, how I coped uh, with all those things yeah. kind of happened once was I uh, bought a ticket to Europe. I just saved up. I like lived off no money for like a while. Wow. Uh, 
like that. And then I went to Europe and for like $4,500, I was there for like two months. That good. Yeah, I just stayed in like the, the worst hostels. Yeah. But then it was always like I'd made shit happen while I was there. <laughs> and that's where like my drinking got worse real quick was I would go out there and I would go out to the bars and drink mm-hmm. and then like meet meet a woman and like go back and I would then have sex and like I was like, This is great. Like I just go out, I drink, I fuck. Yeah. Living the life. Wow, I was like, this is fun. Like, like you know, a, yeah, I was like, this is a cool Brazilian doctor in <laughs> Ireland. Like, and then I know I ended up uh, doing, you know, it's like, what was, there was a few, I don't know, I won't go into details. Anyway, it was <laughs> like, better. <laughs> yeah, it's the whole thing. But anyway, it was fun. I mean, it was fun and it was like hilarious stuff. Um, and then I got back and I had just been hanging out with like Italian dudes while I was oh, there. Okay. And I got back to the U.S. and I was just like, holler, 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 like, and like, no feelings hurt if I get denied. Yeah. Like, I don't care, <laughs> you know. And so then I just went out to a lot of bars, yep. um, and kept just sleeping around. Uh, and it just uh, like it emotionally didn't make me feel any better. No. Um, and it was just numbing pain mm-hmm. and my like desire for companionship. Um, yeah. And the whole time, like my soul was just wearing yeah, away. You were, like, you were dying spirit, inside. Yeah, my spiritual s- sickness was just getting worse. Mm-hmm. And with every drink, with every hookup, it was just getting worse, worse. less and less. And I was just feeling worse about myself. Um, and then I was still in college at the time. Um, I I had switched mate. I was like, it was like my seventh year. Yeah. <laughs> And I was uh, working full time in college full time, and then I started bartending. Uh-oh. Um, so then I started making a lot of money, and I was yeah. like, I don't need, I don't need to finish this college thing and free drinks. Um, and kind of what happened? It was like all I had. Uh, I had actually it was there's this uh, this this woman I've kind of had like a romance with over like a decade, I guess. Okay. Um, so I was coming from her place to go to uh, college. And school. I don't know why I said I was like I changed the word. <laughs> I was going to school. I was going to school. Um, so so uh, yeah, the university. Uh, so yeah, I get a call from my mom, and she's like, "Hey, uncle, like your uncle has uh, the same brain cancer, uh, glioblastoma brain cancer." So we knew what that meant. Okay. Like, Fuck, my uncle knew what it meant. Uh, and I remember just like I was like, I'm not going to class that day, and I like dropped out. Right then, I was okay. like, All right. like, I finished that semester and I just didn't re enroll. Okay, um, I uh, maybe one more class. I don't, I actually, yeah, re- uh, anyway, timeline doesn't it right around that. Okay, I was like, I'm gonna keep, I was like, I'm just gonna bartend. I was like, I'm happy, I'm making money. Yeah, I had what I thought relative happiness, it wasn't happy. Yeah, well, you <laughs> it's because you don't understand Re- happiness yet, you were still yeah. naive to what actually happiness was. No, like, no serenity. Uh, just a relative happiness to what was previously there. Yeah. Um, uh, so then start bartending and start just drinking more and more and more. And then I started doing cocaine uh, kind of naturally in that atmosphere. There's a lot of cocaine. Oh, yeah. So that makes you, you just drink more. I, you know? yeah, I like, drank like a fish when I was on coke. Yeah. It. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I'm good. I'm fucking sick. Yeah. yeah, let's do shit. Like, <laughs> your body is just... It's strong. 7 a.m. 
<laughs> oh I yeah, hated sunrise. That. I hated it. The sunrise. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, your face is just vibrating. <laughs> the worst. Um, and so that like kind of just uh it would get basically i would always get worse and then i would like stop drinking and doing coke for like a month okay i'd be like i need to take a break and uh people would be like you're really good about taking breaks and there was other people who were similar yeah exactly they're like man that's like crazy you could just take breaks like that's really healthy yeah Yeah. and i'm like relatively that's ridiculous (laughs) I was like, it's not. Fuck the fact that cocaine is asymptomatic, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know it's like, I don't know, man. So, it, um, I kind of, and then anytime I would do that, I would get uh, very anxious and then irritable uh, the whole time. Yeah. And then that would kind of subside, and then a stressful event would happen in my life. And whoop. And droop, yeah, drink, and then it would come back, and I would just be. Balls to the wall again. Mm-hmm. First and night and back. Each oh, time it took more and more and more, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just I get worse with it. Um, and then uh, around that time, too, uh, my brother uh, was going through a lot mentally, and he uh, he attempted suicide. Okay. And um, I remember him being like, you weren't there for me. Uh, you know, during that, when people, after, in later i would understand that more okay. after you attempt suicide there's a lot of um shifting anger okay so at one point he expressed that to me and i remember that stuck with me where i was like i'm not a good brother like i'm and i mean honestly looking back i was yeah I wasn't there I, yeah I just wasn't, i was out drinking doing drugs trying to have sex just living like this <laughs> like my uh one of my neighbors called me. he's like you're like a stray cat man you're just a stray cat yeah you know, you'd find a warm bed for the night yeah you had a home he's <laughs> like you just okay and we love being called that too we love being yeah love i know i know we love it when people call it precocious <laughs> yeah and so but as a family member as a yeah. brother a stray cat isn't a great brother nope. um and so uh from there i uh i i had like a few tumultuous relationships uh but before kind of a string of those i uh i was like i was at the the bar i worked at my homie and i would go there like and um drink late at night and do drugs um and uh he and i were just like there doing coke drinking and i rode my bike home i had my helmet in my backpack and i got hit by a car oh hit hit and run it was like 3 a.m yeah I had a subdural hematoma. Wow. And what's crazy is I, I fell asleep that night and I woke up and I was like, oh my God, this is the worst hangover. And I'm looking around and there's just blood in my bed. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm hurting. And it's like, you know, because you just, your body, I had a broken shoulder. And so when I, uh, I called a friend and she took me to the hospital. Well, first the urgent care and then they're like, you got blood in your ear. Like, you got to go. Yeah. To the and Cares not where you she was like, well, because I passed all the concussion tests or whatever. Uh, and my friends and I used to joke, it was like, oh, it's because you used to be drunk. Anyone who's drunk can pass a concussion test. <laughs> like some point of pride. Yeah. You know, it's, it's <laughs> what the fuck? So don't have pride in that, please. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> pride in else. Put it somewhere else. 
Um, so then, um, yeah, that was scary. Um, so then after that, uh, I was sober for a few months and my life like dramatically improved. Right. Okay. And it's interesting cause my life seemed pretty great. Like to me, it seemed great. And I was like, Oh, financially I'm doing well. Right. I can get what I want. Like I buy what I'm never hurt, you know? Um, and I have a lot of friends and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And I thought my family relationship was good. It wasn't great. Um, and so I thought it was like, but that get hit by a car. So then I, um, I stopped drinking and was super healthy. And, um, I, uh, then it was like one night it was like near my birthday and I was like, Oh, I want to, I was like, I kind of want to see, like, it was like, am I able to drink again? I could drink again. Yeah. Like maybe I can. Now that I and know so, myself better. Yeah. I was like, now better. You know, I could probably drink yeah. again. So then I, I took a shot of Fernet, like of all things, because I was like, it's like a healthier. I relaxed on a quart of light, so I hear you. Yeah, I was like Fernet, and like yeah, yeah. And then I was drinking. It was like Fernet and Bud Lights. It was such a weird, weird combination. Vibe. Yeah, I loved Bud Lights. Yeah, I dude. called them vanilla. I was like, oh my god, they got. I was like, they taste like vanilla. They're a perfect beer. Yeah. Bud Lights. Which was funny. I was like a bartender who was like people like knew as like a cocktail. Like, yeah. They're like, oh my god. Like I was, I, I, I did really well at that at bartending and bar managing. I was mentioned in, in a magazine before and shit, yeah. and whatever. And but my favorite drink was Bud Light. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> like I fuck with Bud Light hard. Um, and so uh, yeah, I did that. And it was like for like a week, I was like tame. And right. then I remember, um, then it was like one night I was there and the next thing I know I'm drinking and doing acid. <laughs> and then there was this friend of mine, she, and she, uh, she's, she's an alcoholic too. I think, uh, I mean, I don't want to, it's never fun, never good to label other people, but she would always come over and she was always pretty drunk. But I guess during that time in which I was sober, she, um, had said I was. Uh, she fell in love with me. Uh-huh. So then we, when I was drunk, we like made moves, and then we had this very tumultuous argument in a relationship for like a year. Yeah, where either one of us would get drunk, and or both of us, and just get it dragged out. Yeah, verbally abusive fights. Yeah. I always remember the abuse she gave me, and then looking back, I was like, I was sure I was giving. Oh it. yeah. Like, I Maybe not like, physically, but emotionally and mentally. I emotionally, yeah, emotionally and mentally, I was giving it back. Just as bad. That's just as bad. Yeah, I was like, I remember finding the text like a year ago, like looking back through, they're like seven, six, seven, seven years old, right? Wow. And finding some of these texts and be like, oh my God, I'm a, the asshole. Yeah. Like, what the fuck A good reminder of what I should not be. Yeah, I was like, what a shitty per. That's emotionally abusive. Yeah. What I right there yeah that is shit and it's like seeing those texts um are horrible um and so then i had that that kind of uh ended finally um thankfully and then uh, her and i were luckily able to preserve a friendship because we were friends before okay good um and then uh i had another uh uh relationship after that that then ended because i uh continued drinking yep 
my drinking got way worse at this oh, yeah. place. That, um, but and, uh, it's because you got to the, you were drinking on the fuckets now. Yeah. Oh, I have, it was a, ha- oh, we called it the fuckets. Yeah. And I was actually like, I had friends, we were like, yo, today's a fuck it day. Yeah. Fuck it day. We, yeah, we about to fuck it up. Like, uh, that just nothing. Yeah. We just would get drunk, do drugs. Um, and eventually I ended up uh, cheating on my girlfriend at the time while I was drunk with this other girl yeah. um, that I worked with. And then just like that was ditching, ditching that situation. Um, like what I mean, like, is then it was like, I just like, was like, I'm just going to cut it off. and But it just tore at me. I was like, yeah. what kind of horrible human am I that I just cheated yeah, on somebody? Exactly. On our, somebody it, that I love. Yeah. And I, uh, once again, I'm lucky. She, like, she's still a friend of mine. But it was horrible. And I it, every morning I woke up, it was like the first thing I thought of. Yeah. Like, what kind of piece of shit am I to do that to that person, my friend, yeah. who like, amazing. Um, and it just ate at me every day. Um, so then... Uh, then it's uh then in the next so then it was twenty it was twenty nineteen, and um the people I kind of started rolling with and hanging out with we would like go in the basement and play dice and drink after we worked okay, um which seemed fun and I remember it was just kind of dark um and uh some of them ended up like they would smoke crack, <laughs> I I did they're like we're gonna smoke cocaine off the foil I was like oh okay yeah. <laughs> Smoky cocaine. It's like that's just smoking crack. Yeah, it's crack. It's crack. Call it, call it what you want, white boy, but it's yeah. crack. And then, um, right as a you know, it's like that's hitting. I was like peak um, of my like use. And then, uh, of course, twenty twenty hits, pandemic hits, and yep. everything stops. And so, like, then my drinking had to kind of like. So- up and I had to take a pause from and I always worked like 60 70 hours yeah. I was people that just was like I have to work 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 as soon as that stopped I had to look at myself and I did not like what I saw yep. you know I was like this is not the person I wanted to become um, these are not the things I want to do and so then I uh, I then it's just it got real dark where I I just was supremely depressed and suicidal yep. at that point. And uh, I, I had zero coping skills. Like anything I had learned before that was healthy just was out the window. Yeah. It was in the only one I knew was like drinking and doing coke. Yeah. Like that was it. That's what, and well, you had been taught that your whole life. Yeah. That's how your and, mom coped with her, with her problems. Yeah. That's how your dad yeah. coped with his problems. Uh, and that was it uncle. i mean you were taught that yeah and so then i was in a uh and then i didn't even at the time didn't realize like how messed up the relationship i was into but she was like she would hit me while she was drunk yeah. and like what one time her running across the room and kicking me in the chest and being like i fucking hate you yeah and so when you're depressed and suicidal those things get that yeah. just makes it so much worse uh so then i started really considering it and then i really tried it um, I tried to uh, uh, overdose. Okay. Um, I got a bunch of uh, Xanax and uh, was it Xanax propap? Yeah, it was propapanol. Okay. And um, I drank a bottle of Maker's Marks and like it was like twenty something Xanax. Uh, and then they took me to the hospital. They pretty much just like charcoal your stomach. Yep. 
I woke up. I woke up with charcoal all over me. Yeah, luckily I had a friend contact me at the time, and I had just like you know you're in euphoria when you're in this weird state. So then I told him what was happening, and the next thing I know, there's a knock on my apartment door, (laughs) and it was the police, and they were like, (laughs) and I remember I was like laughing because it's like it's so weird you're on all these drugs. Yeah, so yeah just, it's, you don't know what's going on. You don't know what's going on. So then um, they took me to uh, they took me to the hospital. Um, and that oddly enough, uh, at the hospital, one of the nurses was someone I used to work with. What? Decade prior. Oh, what? Uh, at the bar and, or just another guy? Uh, no, at the coffee shop. Oh, so okay. I, so she uh, was like, hey, like, oh, my God, and she'd become a nurse. And I was like, oh, shit, what's up? <laughs> and she's like, I would ask how you're doing. But but uh, and she's like, look, like, don't let them know we know each other. Because yeah. uh, then I can't yeah, like, watch you. Conflict of interest. Yeah. So she's like, but here, like, and so we, we uh, do that stuff for each other. Yeah. So she looked out and then. um so she had to like spend, you know, they have to spend 24 hours with you in the room while you recover. Yep. Uh, and we just watch TV and shit. And um, the, the interesting part was like that, also the trip of uh, overdosing, there's that euphoria part. Yep. And then the part where your body actually starts to fail. Yep. And that's, that uh, is not fun. That is a, the noises, it's like I tell people there's, and that's when I knew, um, Something goes extremely wrong spiritually because okay. I thought I was going to hell. Yep. Like these noises are not heavenly. These are hellish. Okay. I'm on my way to hell. Yeah. I remember that sticking out like a lot. Um, and there were some uh, funny moments in the hospital room where she was like, you know, I used to have a crush on you and uh, before, you know, back in the day, I was like, well, how's this for a first date? Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, but uh, so then I, after with the, the girls on his freaking deathbed. Yeah, I know. I was like, God, well, and I was like, I, uh, when I started doing my inventory, too, I mean, I kind of knew it already. Yeah. I was like, I got a sex problem, too. I was like, I got, I'm a, a relationship addict, a sex addict, a coke addict, alcohol, yeah. all these things. Just wind them up. Um <laughs> So uh, it's like a nice little crochet blanket of addiction. Yeah. Uh, so uh, they all intertwine. So uh, after that, I was sober for three months. Okay. Um, and uh, it kind of was. Uh, it was like getting a lot better, and then uh, I uh, I remember thinking I could sm- do weed again. Okay. Weed's actually like where it all started back when I was younger. Yep, that's your. Uh... It's actually your DOC is what we call it, drug of choice. Yeah, that's my drug. Yeah, so I started that, and uh, it me within a week started drinking again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and then I, uh, for some reason, I was like still, uh, I still wasn't like hanging out with my uh, like abusive ex. Okay, and so then I had this night where I went out, uh, I got wasted, and like went to her place. And she was like, I'm not letting you in. Like, you're wasted. Like, you just relapsed. Yep. Like, I'm smart girl. Whatever. Yeah. So then she she was like, fuck that. She's like, you're being ridiculous. And so she called the cops and they just, they take you to uh, the drunk tank. The, 
Well, and they're like, you're suicidal too. Like, we're taking you to the. Oh, uh, so they took they, you they back took to the me. hospital. Yeah, they were like, all right, you got to go back to the hospital. I was like, and so I didn't even know what happened because uh, I got drunk enough that I didn't even know that I went to her place. Yeah. That I went from being at my, I was, I went from being at a bar to being in the hospital. Yeah. In the, the psych ward. I was like, this is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And you hear screams everywhere. How the hell did um, I end up here? How did I get here? Yeah. How the hell did I end up here? But it was bad because, like, when I, right when I was there, I was like, I'm, fuck this, I'm killing myself. Yeah. And I had all, they put you in a room by yourself, so. It, my no, thought. You don't even, like, you don't even get like, shoelaces. Yeah, you're hungover, you're fucking uh, suicidal. What are you going to do for that, that 12 hours or whatever? Yeah. You're going to think about all, like, you're, and I was like, as soon as I get out. I'm gonna yeah, they, they sit there and leave you alone. To let you think about how you can get it done. It's great stuff. <laughs> I'm not big on it. It works really well. I'm not happy, but I don't like our system. I think we could do better. But no, I, I, I. Once I started getting better, I was looking at that. I was like, how the fuck does that make any sense? Yeah, like, it's, it's not palatable. It's the it's illusion not, that I, we live in. Yeah, I live, they're like, well, we're not held. Like, they're not held accountable yeah. because you didn't kill yourself while you were there because yeah. they put you in a. A room you can't kill yourself in. Yeah. Yep. Like, it's fucked up. Right. And so then, after that, I was like, all right. And then I had this, like, idea. And I was like, okay, and then I'm going to start trying to say goodbye in weird ways to my friends before I do it. Yeah. So the next month was that. And uh, then I was like, and then I was like, I'm going to drink one last time before I go out. And uh, there was a very, so it was a few days after my birthday. And, um, Thank you. Uh, so I uh, then did my one last drink and uh, I, uh, it was bad. It was at my parents' house because they were watching me and they were like, he's suicidal. I was like, I had to be. Somebody there. had to watch you. Yeah. But no, they, yeah, like they were like, you got to watch them because, and my parents knew they're like, he's well, going to kill himself. You were probably yeah, released into their custody. Yeah, that's, that was exactly, yeah. I was released into their custody. And so then from there, I, um, I, uh, got wasted and then i was like i'm gonna kill they were then i was like i'm gonna i thought before that i had booked a hotel room nearby so i could sneak out and kill myself to hang myself there mm -hmm. and i had been practicing hanging myself so i could get the right angle, angle. and they basically got drunk and started fucking all that plan up. yeah and so then my dad wouldn't let me leave the house basically a big argument ensued and then uh i we fought uh, yep. I wouldn't hit my dad, so he was just hitting me. And okay. It was bad, and he was like, "You're gonna give me a heart attack," and I was like, "I'm just gonna leave." Yeah. Um, and he was like, "I can't do this." So then I just left, and it was snowing that night. Oh. So I I'm out in this snowstorm, and I take my belt and I go down to this park. I just was trying to find a tree, something, and I hung myself on the swings. So on the bar above the swings yep. and got up, hung myself, and miraculously, um, this is fucked up. The a guy in the suicide ward right after that was like, "Well, you know, you got to tie your hands when you do that because <laughs> your arms, as soon as you hit a it's certain, be point, a natural go, reaction." Yeah, it's a natural reaction, and so as you're up there, um, and I remember having 
this like out of body experience where you're like seeing it all play out. Yeah. And, and I remember it was so quiet. And at, I got out miraculously and then I was on the ground and I was in the snow and it was just blowing snow. And this is midnight. Um, and it was the, the elementary school I went to. Okay. And um, I remember looking around and it was like, it was, it was quiet and like peaceful. And I looked around and it was like, I remember seeing like my feeling myself as a kid and I was like seeing him crying yeah. and I was like, I can't let this kid die. Yeah. Like I was like, I can't let this child die like that. Man. Like I got to take care of you. Yeah. And I just, I was like, it just looking, it was like there where I was like in elementary school and wow. seeing the baseball field. And I was like, and I remember it being peaceful and quiet when I was watching myself go mm-hmm. through that. And I was like, I have to, I have to change. So then I was like, I got to go back. And I, I walked back home. Uh, my parents are crying. And then um, I was like, okay, fuck. I was like, I got to get better. I was like, I have to get better. Um, I was like, I'll do anything. Wow. So then we went to, um, we went to, uh, facility and i was there for a week okay um there's weird covid restrictions yeah there was a lot of odd, odd stuff going on with yeah, yeah and i mean like looking when you read all the stats about like more people killing themselves or things like that during covid you're like yeah because like you couldn't get any true care mm-hmm. you couldn't stay at places long enough you couldn't like all the, there weren't enough staff because of yeah. covid and then all but the isolation I- that we had to deal with yeah, and so, but this place I went to, um, uh, their their name changed. I forget what it is. Okay. Now. Um, but anyway, they it was great. Um, it was really rough to deal with, like the the consequences of my actions. Oh yeah. Beds and I, it's hard to sleep. You know, all these things are happening. Um, but I remember then. Then I started it when I was in there, I started like really journaling. I tried journaling okay. before and I really started. And, uh, the people I met, like they, they actually cared. The staff like actually seemed to care. Yeah. There, there were people in there who were in there like the third or fourth time. Sure. And they were like, honestly, it's cause I'm, I feel safe here. Uh-huh. They're like, I, they're like, I'll come back here because if I'm ever feeling suicidal, I'll come back to this facility. Cause it's the only place that makes me feel better. Hmm. I was like, damn, this place got some magic. Um, yeah. <laughs> so then I went, um, so that helped a bunch. And then they had made a list of a bunch of AA meetings. Okay. Um, and other, well, Bridey, other things. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 There, and they actually a lot of had a, and So once I got out, they're like, we're going to have like a sort of intensive outpatient. Yeah. Like, man, set up for you. Like you're going to need, and I, um, and it was like a mixture of what I had just been trying to, cause before that I had been trying to seek therapy too, but yeah. I wasn't telling them. I had no honesty about stuff. Yeah. It's kind of hard for yeah. a therapist to help you if you're not being honest. Not being honest yeah. and just like not, um, not really doing like the actual work every day of the self-talk and everything else. So then in there, I was like, I got to attack this. Like I have like two full-time jobs and that full-time. Yeah. Those are both me, like getting like myself so much better. 
Um, so then when I got out, I uh, started attending all those virtual meetings that they had made lists of. Yeah. And um, it at first is crazy because like I don't I, looking <laughs> looking back how sick I was. Yeah. Because my inability to like really listen, and like it was so hard for me to like listen to a share for like three or four minutes. Yes. Like you can't, I would in and out, in and out of it. That's like, why we keep go, our shares to three to five minutes because the newcomer can't understand beyond that. That's why. No, exactly. I mean, really. And at that point, you know, I had, I had multiple times in which I had months before that. Sure. Yeah. So, I, right? so it's not necessarily the chemicals that were preventing me. Yeah. It was the thought patterns yep. and the spirit problems I had. Your head. Yeah. I was like, this was a thinking problem. Yeah. Like more than a chemical problem. Yeah. Like this is yeah. like I can't I, I went to AA for my drinking problem and took care of my thinking problem. It's it, that is so true. <laughs> I because I had such a deep thinking problem yeah. and such a deep spiritual problem. And I had to solve that. So then um and it really, you know, and I started, I made sure I started, I remember reading Marshall Linehan books right. and because I started going to DBT therapy. Okay. Uh, dialectical behavior therapy is great mm -hmm. for trauma. It is. So, yeah. I do and, EMDR. I understand. Yeah, I Fantastic. do EMDR too. Yeah. I love it. Uh, it, helped, it helped me just like really get through because I at that point I had just fully stopped even telling anyone about any of the shit okay. I've been through. You know, I just, I would it'd be like, yeah, my friends are dead, but I wouldn't talk about the car accident. If I, you know, I got hit by a car, my parents stuff. Okay. It was, that was just walled off. You wouldn't talk about that yet. Well, and the people I, you know, started associating with too, they were like, everyone goes through shit. You know, yeah. it was that type of, thing. like, everyone's got their problem. It's like, who cares? Your problems aren't worse than other people's. Which I mean, but everyone's problems is worse. You're because you're experiencing it. That's it right. Is worse. <laughs> I tell everyone's people, worse. it only it only affects you when it hurts. Yeah, like and, and so, that's why homelessness is still the way that it is because it doesn't affect people like it should. In order for us yeah. to be motivated to do something about it, so yeah, yeah, not a, yeah, not in my backyard. Where exactly. And actually, I'd let anybody sleep in my backyard. I don't care. Yeah, you're like, all right, I got a lock on my door. <laughs> a big backyard too. So, um, so yeah, the uh, uh, so then I started going to like three meetings a day. Nice. Uh, yeah, set. It was seven, noon, and three, and then or seven or like noon, three, and five forty-five. Okay. Uh, I was lucky. I I had saved up enough money before then to not work for a bit. Nice. And just I still kept my apartment in Denver, uh, but I was able to just live with my parents. Okay. Uh, so they watch me, make sure I didn't kill myself. Yeah. Because uh, I still, I was still very suicidal. I well, still was and thinking. you're still very suicidal. And we need. I don't care how old you are. When you first get into sobriety, you need to be accountable. Yeah, you need that. it. And so, and being accountable requires other people. Oh, and I mean, it, it helped. Like you know, my mom. She's got a sensitive sniffer. She's like, you need a shower now. Like I'm like, ah. like you need to like do this. I was like, okay. like my mom. Man. Um, I remember my. It, I got. Uh, I w went to the dentist, and they're like, you got like 
gingivitis or whatever like you got this because my you know i was drinking doing drugs you yeah. don't brush your teeth you're too drunk to brush your teeth yeah. um, and alcohol is 90 percent sugar yeah so of course so then i just was like i'm gonna take care of my teeth a ton and stuff but now they're great you know yeah. um so and my gums are great i was like damn you know you just actually have to have a healthy routine yeah um, but so all these meetings and i met these people and you know i jumped right in i was uh less than a month i got a sponsor yeah i was lucky then there's uh a lot of people on the online there's no in person so yeah yeah everything uh, was zoom at that time there was no in persons yeah so i found a great sponsor and um started working the steps yeah. and started uh chairing meetings yep uh early on too because a lot of people it was an interesting time where a lot of people don't know how to do the virtual format <laughs> and for some reason i was like this is easy like you just do this but yeah so, you read uh they yeah they let me do it early because usually you have to have like a sponsor and be like a lot of groups have like yeah we had to make some changes but that's how AA works now. yeah but i was lucky because that it made me I, I and when i first started chairing meetings i would like really think about them before i would have stuff written up for <laughs> day and like i was like researching how to chair a meeting yeah. like what do people like, do you say stuff to people do you do this sure. like what you're being way? astute there's nothing wrong with yeah. that yeah had all these windows up on alcoholism and like quotes on from people who have worked 12 steps and stuff and i just was like a student of it you know yeah. and i was just that's awesome and re yeah and then like combining it uh and there's a few people i became friends with in there who uh, they were in DBT also, and they were, they loved Marsha Linehan. You know? Okay, they were like she's the shit. She's the and I read her autobiography, her book, uh, Life Worth Living. Great book, and I, one of the things was I had to read for over an hour every day. Okay, I made these stipulations for myself. I was like, I'm gonna. I was like, I have to have over four hours of recovery a day. Huh? I have to have meetings and books and writing in my journal. Yep. Uh, so I was crushing that for like at least 90 days, um, even when I started working again. Um, and I lucked out uh, because I used to work in uh, construction uh -huh. uh, when I was younger. And um, my uh, my brother's uh, best friend uh, started a remodeling business right before the pandemic. Okay. And he's like, I need good help. And he's like, and he, my brother had told him what had happened with me. Okay. And he's like, I... I'll pick them up and drop them off every day. Yeah. Let's go. And so he would pick me up. We'd go work like eight, 10 hours. Yeah. And they drop me off. And it was good because he's a, the, he only, the only thing he does is smoke weed sometimes, occasionally. Yeah. Uh, he's like way more under control. Well, around me, he was like, oh, I need to be under control. And it helped him uh, with his thing. But yeah. then we, uh, we naturally, it was kind of great because I was remodeling myself and then I was remodeling houses. <laughs> So I, every day was this, and he and I, you know, we'd have to wake up early, and you'd be on these long forty-five minute hour drives to places, yeah. And we just talk about spirituality, recovery, like what's going on. So I was able to work through so much that, like, it, it was like me and him having like a sponsorship, sponsorship yeah. sort of deal with each other, where we, and we were like, we're gonna set intentions for our day. We're gonna do this, and he was a military guy. He's an army okay. guy. Okay. And we're like, we're, and, 
yeah, we were like intentions, uh, you know, like, and we're going to talk about like, you know, and then if we're going to like, we're going to discuss the book we're listening to on tape mm-hmm. and help me grow like intellectually and spiritually a lot. And then of course, when you're working with your hands it, and like other stuff, it keeps in my yeah. head that would get distracted before. I'm like, no, I got to saw, I got to pay attention, yeah. you know? And then that way yeah. your subconscious can work your problems out. That's how it works. Yeah. And it was just great. And I realized like how much I love the, like working with my hands and, and I was like, this is something I always loved. Yeah. I just the, the part I love the most, I was like, so it all kind of started falling together. And, um, of course, working the steps, doing that, that helped tremendously spiritually. Oh, yeah. And I, for me, I never was like, a, I, I never practiced spirituality. I just, I was like, I guess I kind of believe it. But then I started praying every day, okay. uh, first thing in the morning, at last thing at night, um, praying whenever I could. And um, did my uh, former business partner and I, we would uh, pray in the car together. Yeah, he's very religious and spiritual. So you and I prayed uh, right before we did this. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. I, and I so that uh, it just helps set your intention and. Yep your soul so much more. And I didn't under, I, I don't think I ever really understood the power of prayers until I started practicing. Until it had, I, it's until one I, of those things. And we say it in the big book, it's an experience you must not miss. We can't explain mm-hmm. it to you. I can't explain it to you. No. And I, it's, 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 healing. it's a, it's a state of being. And I, um, I, yeah, it's like later today, I have a friend I'm going to see, hang out with and, um, she's like trying to sober up. She's like, oh, I'm going to try. I was like, you should try six months. Yeah. Try six months and pray, like doing these things. I was like, you'll feel better. Like it's, it's until you practice it, you could see people do it, but until you practice it, you don't know the internal. Exactly. And it, um, there, in I, I remember it was about four months into sobriety. I was like, yeah, four months. I finally started having like ser- moments of serenity yeah. like, and I'd be looking at the clouds and I was like, I remember being like, holy shit, I don't know if I've ever had this. Like through all the years, maybe on mushrooms or acid. You, or you something. had it once before that I've caught. And, oh. and that was the moment that you decided to change your life. Yeah. That was, that was serenity and the grace of God falling upon you. Yeah, and it, yeah, it is. That is exact. I never put that together. Yeah, it actually uh, connected that way because yeah. that's the feeling spiritually. Of, that's a spiritual experience. I, I spoke at my friend's wedding last week, yeah. and um, I remember before that, or even after, I was like so calm, and I was like, "How is this like now?" Like I used to, <laughs> I was such a, I was like, I was just happy for them. Yeah, like I was so happy to be i was like for everyone there and the band, i was just like happy Cause, for them because it, it wasn't like, about was, you yeah <laughs> it's yeah and then you like go into the meetings and just shut it up and listen i remember just putting on my headphones and just listening yeah. while i'd be like at work and i'd pop my headphones in and just be listening to a meeting somewhere yeah. in the world or a podcast have, <laughs> or pocket yeah I, yeah i started listening to podcasts uh whitney cummings podcast too your podcast yeah yeah should, yeah <laughs> she, yeah i remember that was one i would yeah. listen to she's a 12 stepper and I was so what's life like for you now uh peaceful yeah just like I mean, it's 
uh, I'm a heavy routine person. Yeah. So I have like a whiteboard. Uh, <laughs> that have all my stuff that like it's it's funny because I work the same time Monday through Friday. Okay. Um, and so I uh, and I work with my hands and you know I tire my body out so yeah. sleep is easy. Um, when I first when I first started recovering, uh, I was on. Uh, why am I forgetting the name of the thing now? Anyway, it was an antipsychotic. Okay, I made you sleep. Yeah, so I was on that. That helped me get my sleeping schedule off, and then I stopped taking. I slowed it down. Yeah. progressively, and then I was like, oh, I still sleep great. Um, I just have to work out. Yeah, and so I got heavy into just making sure I moved my body. So it's this. Uh, and yeah, I'm health way healthier than I was in my twenties, oh, which is right. hilarious. Like, I I can run longer. I can, you know, I I'm more flexible. <laughs> I, I remember things. I feel better. Oh, the memory, yeah, the journaling and remembering stuff. Yeah, um, um, and being able to be present, actually, yeah. actually present, and just be who I am. That's, well, that's nice. Like, now I call my I I call my mom every day. Yeah, uh, good for you. Talk, yeah, uh, yeah, because it just—I uh, know it makes her feel good. So she—it drives her crazy when she doesn't hear from her son. Mm -hmm. So I like okay, because my brother did that, yeah. and I was like, oh, it's fucking. And I'm like, it's so easy. I just call. Yeah, it's not hard. Yeah, I don't have shit. It, like I just. But it, you know, I was talking with a sponsee the other day, and and he was saying, you know. You know, because we're going over amends, and he's like, well, I've made one with my aunt and uncle when I did one before. And I don't know that I really owe him another one. And what we talked about was the fact that his aunt and uncle worried about him and would stay up at night. You know, you know how it is. I, yeah. I get worried now about my kids and, and things. And he's like, oh, that makes sense. Ah, you know, just because I didn't do something doesn't mean yeah. I didn't affect them. Yeah. And it's, I'd say, and it is awkward to sit there with someone mm -hmm. where you don't necessarily think you hurt them. Yeah. Because you, because we all don't know exactly what's going on in people's feelings and minds. That's right. And you have to be considered, it's kind of crazy because it's, people won't tell you that they were, feeling that way either. No, they won't. Like, they don't want you to know that you hurt them. Yeah. I don't want people to know that they hurt yeah. me. Um, because we naturally don't want to feel like burdens. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. That's like a thing that's ingrained in us then, is don't be. A burden, and especially right? with us alcoholics, we're people who are so dependent on other people all of our lives for our own emotions. <laughs> this is a big deal to start yeah. taking responsibility for for our own for our own emotions yeah well and like response i actually am responsible now where it's like all my student loan bills are on time yeah. like other shit like that. but also just cleaning around the yeah. oh man I clean. About I was gonna clean. Keeping, uh, yeah there's so there's nights i get home and i was like i said i was gonna clean the bathroom i'm gonna clean the bathroom i told myself i would do that yeah. I was like, I know I'm tired, but I told myself I would do that. Oh, I got if you if you promise yourself something, you better follow through. You better follow through. Yeah. And it gets easier the more you follow through. Yeah. It's like accumulating experiencing points in a video <laughs> game. I was like, I've gotten this skill better. That's the way I look. I like I gotta improve uh, this skill. I, I've been playing Dungeons and Dragons since 1979. So. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, we won't go yeah, into yeah. that. <laughs> we won't talk about how Dion invented LARPing and stuff. We're not, we're not going to cover that <laughs> today. I didn't invent it. I'm kidding. Um, yeah. I did write a whole book about it, but. You're like, I did do it. I did. I wrote a book. <laughs> and I've got a piece of paper that says I did. So there. Johnny, <laughs> uh, it's so, been. Yeah. Wow. What a fantastic story. Um, Thank you. But thanks for having me on oh, here. Absolutely. Letting me talk for an hour. Shit. <laughs> We're at an hour and eight minutes right now. Yeah. Um, I thought I had 20 minutes in me. <laughs> well, for, for somebody that didn't have much to say, you sure had a lot to say. Yeah. Um, and what that does, it just tells me what that tells me is the way that I'm the way we do podcasts is the correct way. That's what it says to me. Yeah. Um you know, I love I love talking with like-minded people. Um, and, you know, I think with your story, what's really important for people to know is that you're not alone. You're not alone. Yeah. Um, because there was a lot of loneliness in your story. And yeah. a lot of feeling a part of. And we tend to do that to ourselves by, you know, saving up money and leaving for a few months to Europe. Um, yeah. we do things we, and people call us strange, but we think we're living normal lives. Yeah. And then one day we sit down and we get in recovery and we start reading old decks and going, no, that's not how life is lived. It's not how it's done. <laughs> um, I'm a much happier person today now that I've taken responsibility for my actions and my emotions yeah. and I've done the work. I did. I've done the work. I've done the twelve steps. I've completed them, um, and now I'm in the maintenance. Now I'm in maintenance. So yeah, those the two plus years of sobriety I have feel better than and feel longer than the thirty plus years before. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right. yeah. Time relative that way. Yeah. It's like when uh, when you're involved with life and not avoiding it, it becomes something much different for us. So. Thank you again, Johnny. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Dan. Absolutely. Thank you for my audience today for, for uh, joining us. Uh, today we had Johnny on. And, you know, I just kind of want to reinforce that you are not alone. Okay. Um, that you are that you may be going through some problems that you feel are unique, but you're not so unique that other people do not understand. So I know that it can be tough. But please, please ask for help. Thank you, everybody, for being here. This has been a Trudging Together, uh, the Raw Recovery at Trudging Together podcast. My name is Dion. I love you. Peace out and have a day. <laughs>